0: Welcome to another The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron The Leaky Cauldron
1: The Leaky Cauldron Cauldron. Do you hear that, urn. The Leaky
2: Cauldron
3: Just go! You're wasting time!
2: Welcome to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John, and Sue. It's a week till
0: Hanukkah, 15 days of shopping, left till Christmas, and so why not waste an hour, spend an hour... With Pottercast, oh, oh, oh. it's Pottercast <laughs> <Yes>. number sixty-seven. <laughs> We're taking your time away this holiday Sorry. season. Yay!
2: Welcome. No, if they're smart, they're they're walking around the mall That's with right. a iPod right now, listening to us while they shop with,
0: with your iPod, which you cannot get in the Harry Potter version anymore. Despite what you may see yeah. on It
2: it is because <laughs> I bought all of them up. Did
0: you? John bought all you of them, them up. You grinch, you okay? To go.
2: Well, we, hope,
0: we hope Oops. you're happy as you as you go shopping, walking around with podcasts in your ears. In this show, you're going to get a great fan interview about a teacher who uses Harry in the classroom. Our canon conundrums this week is all about whether Harry will go to the locked room in the ministry in book seven. And we'll get into that in a minute. Lots of news to talk about. But first, let's hear from our friends at Borders.
4: Today's Pottercast is brought to you by
0: Borders. Get a
4: magical start to your holiday shopping by visiting Borders for all sorts of bewitching books, spellbinding music, and enchanting movies. Pottercast listeners can get 30% off any item at Borders by clicking on the coupon at the top of Pottercast.com. Visit
0: BorderStores.com to locate the Borders nearest you. Excellent. 30% off around now. Sounds excellent sounds pretty good i love the deals baby all Bring right on the deals seriously man
2: i've pretty much done all of my shopping so far from borders
0: speaking of deals
2: all my christmas if, shopping if you vote for
0: podcasts on podcast alley you'll get a special free podcast next week <laughs> <laughs> what a bonus <laughs> whoa <laughs> bonus <laughs> totally free. totally free
2: i love a bonus such it a is. bargain
0: um also, remember that we're going to be at Phoenix Rising in, in, in May of 2007. We'll be doing a live Pottercast right from the opening dinner at that event. So go to the phoenixrises.org to register. <laughs> Jeez. And now let's go over in here. Well, yeah, it's going to be great. Right. It's going to have a nice jazzy feel to it because we'll be in the <laughs> land of of Louis and Ella. That's awesome.
2: Sort or of. sort of. Oh, that's awesome. Okay,
0: so why don't we go here from Sue's News?
2: Am I going
0: to... John, did you have something to say?
2: Am I going to have to wear pants during that podcast?
0: Yeah, baby John.
2: I very rarely wear pants during podcast
4: I am gonna go read the news because I can't even deal with that image. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear it, it Sue. It might
0: be a John-free
4: podcast.
2: Oh, this- I gotta go back to bed. Sweet. Not
0: now. I mean, if you're not gonna wear pants, then
2: you know. Oh, we shall see.
0: Go ahead, Sue. <laughs> Well, for
4: those that might have missed it last weekend, there was quite a bit of film news. And in case you missed it, there were 13 brand new clips that aired on ABC Family Channel here in the United States, which previewed Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. With over seven minutes of mostly entirely new footage, we now have screen caps of these amazing new clips. And we saw some new things such as the Black Family Tree, Voldemort at the Ministry, and the original Order of the Phoenix, which includes the Marauders. You can be sure and check out these many great screen caps as well as the videos today download via our galleries. In a related note, we have now had a sneak preview of the first of The Order of the Phoenix toys, which are due next spring. Cards Inc. has provided a preview of the Harry Potter action figure, which shows Harry and his stag Patronus. Another film-related news, actor Dan Ratcliffe, has appeared at the Australian Film Awards in Melbourne, Australia. And there are now links to video of his appearance, which you can find it by clicking on LeakyNews.com. Actor Alan Rickman, who plays Severus Snape, of course, has been confirmed to appear in the upcoming Tim Burton film production of Sweeney Todd, which is a musical. And this movie will co-star Phoenix actress Helena Bonham Carter, as well as Academy-nominated actor Johnny Depp. Mr. Depp and Mr. Rickman are set to perform a duet, which should be interesting to say the least. And a vast speaking of the fine Johnny Depp or Captain Jack Sparrow sales of the Pirates of the Caribbean DVD tied the record held by Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire with over 5 million in sales the first day the DVD went up for sale in the public. Amazing. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire DVD does remain one of the year's best sellers. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince was chosen as top kid's pick for 4th to 6th graders in a recent poll held by Scholastic, the U.S. publishers of the Harry Potter novels. And speaking of the books, author J.K. Rowling is now on a list of Forbes magazine. Of the top-earning authors, Joe falls second on this list behind Da Vinci Code author Dan Brown, with the magazine estimating that Joe has earned $75 million this year. Wow. Well, for your most complete Harry Potter news and information, you can always find it at leakynews.com, which is updated continually. And back to the show we go. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back from the news. We're back from the news. Thanks to lots of cool oh, stuff. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, I, I still have not recovered from those videos from the ABC previews.
0: <gasps> I know. And now we have of over a thousand images from them in our I gallery. Mean,
4: unbelievable. Jeez.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look closely at those images, my gosh, you see a lot of really interesting things. Yes. Helena Bonham Carter in front of the Black family. Yes, tree which shocked me because, boys and girls,
4: look closely. You see her name. And what else do we see? A lot of interesting things. A lot of interesting mm-hmm. things.
0: Voldemort mm. walking out behind Harry in the ministry. Is he- what? <laughs> what?
2: That's a little like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, are you supposed to be there? Because he's so far uh-huh. away. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't think that would be his like his like shot to have him has his entrance <laughs> shot into the scene. He's like way in the back,
4: but that was him.
2: <laughs> be like is that guy lost? he, he in the crew? Who <laughs> he's kind of wandering
0: through. Yeah. <laughs> but at um, least yeah. we have the at least he had on his man. black
4: robes mm-hmm. I did notice. He's got those wispy black black things on again. So.
0: Does. He did not get
4: him. Does he have his shoes on
2: yet? Boom.
0: Hmm?
2: Was he wearing shoes yet? You know, I don't think so. I don't think he was. Uh, is that guy just not <laughs> like shoes? Well, I don't know. Do they have like. <laughs> not even to. Go- <laughs> when you're that powerful, do you not get splinters or anything? <laughs>
0: maybe just kind of like.
2: <laughs> I'd like to know this.
0: I th- I think I think maybe they weren't in the yeah. shop. Maybe they'll have like, you know, like do
4: Voldemort do slippers, like oh. golden slippers or something, you know, like snake slippers. Because if
0: you look at the room of. If you look at the Room of Requirement um, footage, you see they're all wearing kind of blue footies over their oh, shoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And those mm. things don't show up in the shots, but they wear them so that they can protect the sets while they're filming. Oh, see? That's interesting.
4: That's
2: Very right. clever.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, this is true.
0: We also saw the... Weasley family Christmas at Grimald Place. That was incredible. It was. It was
4: awesome. Did you see him in his hat? Mm. I love those hats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
4: It's great. It's fantastic. You get those from like when they have crackers. Is that right? The tradition in the UK Mm -hmm. when you pull those things? Fabulous. So cool. Love it. And Sue, you had a favorite. I did. You know, this was this was a thing to me that proved to me, Now I know that people are concerned about David Yates and what they're going to do, but there's things that they've cut out in this movie, and we all lament this, but here's something that they filmed that they could have easily just written off or not shown, but they filmed that scene of the original, the moving photograph of the original Order of the Phoenix, and I, my heart just, I was so happy and so sad at the same moment when I saw this, because there they were and and it was the marauders standing together james was standing next to sirius Mm -hmm. and peter Pettigrew was there and i you know that passage and when she wrote how harry's heart turned over when he recognized that Pettigrew was there that his son his dad to his death and i oh i mean i i I couldn't believe it
2: was peter even in book five at all no No. remember
0: there was that big question of where was he and she Did they really cast him just yes. for that picture? Well they didn't cast but him, brought they brought him in, him in
2: for a yeah. day's filming. You know? I mean, that's what I mean. Like, do they really be like Hey um dude, we got work for you. Sweet, I really wanted to be in this movie. What do yeah. I get to do? Oh, you're just gonna come in one afternoon and we're gonna take a moving photograph of you and like ten other people. You oh, know, but Do I even get my tra- my trailer back? No, you don't get your trailer back this time. Oh,
0: I'm sure that's exactly cafeteria. how it went, and not great. One day's work for a lot of pay. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> take the money and run.
2: You just sit in the cafeteria. We'll call you when we need exactly. you. But
4: you know oh. that they got all those people together, and there was another quick shot too that we saw as like a side shot, and it seemed to show James standing down, but Lily seemed to be on the other side of him, and and she kind of looked like she was pregnant at the time. I I don't know, but. Um, they That'd be, be cool. Why were not they be together? She was together? standing right next to James. And then it looked like it was looping down on the end. It looked like he had a little ponytail, but I really couldn't, you know, make it out because it was such a quick shot and it was kind of far away. But, I mean, it just, I mean, there are the marauders. I i mean, to me, I, though, that yeah. that that hint, that, that effort that he put to put that Yates and those guys got to put them in their costume and put them all there. Yeah. It was fabulous. And it was that?
2: I think that was a poor decision. You think it was a
4: poor decision, do you? <laughs>
2: Uh, they they casted the young marauders for the memory. Why wouldn't they just age them? It would be more accurate no. to what would have been taken.
0: No, I mean P- James. Is- no, it's not. Uh, what do you mean? No, it's not. Uh, I don't know. It's there's. It's a different era. They were fifteen. A lot happens between when you're fifteen. Right and when 15
2: and 17 yeah okay let's let's to 15 and 30 something why don't we
0: take a picture of you at 15 and show you at 20 which is about when Mm -hmm. that was and and see what the differences are
2: well i think it'd be a little less different than between 15 and like 35 or whatever the hell they're supposed to be after that uh round book five time
0: no but that's not they're not around book five time that's maybe snape at book five time but the picture of the order they were about 20
2: their early 20s, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're, they never even survived till they were 20, yes, number yes, one. Did. No, that's not they true. Were that's older. They were much Well, Lily yes, James. Yes,
0: they, yeah. were. they were. Somewhere around there. I don't know the yeah. actual age. They were 19 no, at most. No, I think I think that we. I think Steve did
4: a thing, and they were like in their early 20s, John.
0: Yeah. No, you could tell right. from the books. I, I don't, I've never looked at it yeah. there, but I, I, yeah. I've, known, I've figured it out on my own before, right. and that's, that's pretty much right. where they ended up.
2: How, how long do they get married after after Hogwarts?
0: Well, oh oh, I know because Joe. Didn't told they get me. married right
2: out of Hogwarts.
0: We don't know. It's, it's we don't know. It's nowhere in, in the f- books.
2: I think it is.
0: It's okay. Okay. Well, regardless, they filmed them.
4: I think
2: Professor McGonagall said it.
4: And and I thought it was it made a because they've shown James Potter in all the movies. It's the same actor that they pulled him back. I thought that was. Fabulous use in there again, and, and I just and wasn't that Aberforth? Did we get our first peek at Aberforth standing next to to? I think ah, so.
2: It looked like Gandalf. <laughs> he did kind of, Doctor right It was a total <laughs> Gandalf there. Like, guy, right, where'd you come from? Your film's been wrapped for years. <laughs>
4: Maybe he's bored. Can get another job. He's wandering in one day.
2: <laughs> just wandering around in that costume.
4: But, you know, I, I think Melissa and I had talked about this. We were just amazed at how much they have shown in such a short amount of time. I mean, I'm just flabbergasted. Yeah. I mean, weren't you guys? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's, it's really astounding. Like, you know, I there's so much. I mean, I think we've seen a piece of almost everything yeah. at this yeah. point. I think it's too much. Yeah. I do, too. Well, they're, clear, they're, they're clearly trying some sort of different <laughs> approach than the last film. Maybe they, they were so secretive about the last film. Maybe this one they're just... Loosening it up a little bit so that people aren't underwhelmed. So, so that they're totally know, overwhelmed when was. they get
2: it. Well, what? <laughs> this will be good. John. I, we, we heard, I heard about mm-hmm. this recently. Is that um, a cer- certain fan sites have been requesting more imagery to make more layouts. Uh-huh. And so they complied and released all the clips and pictures they could, they could possibly think of for the sake of making these layouts and i think is a wise decision
0: yeah harry potter's page is looking pretty good these days so
2: <laughs> I, know, I love harry potter's page
0: <sighs> so anyway. harry
2: potter's page has more layouts than anyone online do
0: so what else what else is important that we talk oh. about here <laughs> um on, on those
4: those clips or are we, we are we moving on to other news
0: now let's get on. People will go yeah. look at the clips. You can look at the clips. We'll put. We'll make sure to put a link in the yeah. show notes so that you can see the clips and a link to our galleries with all mm-hmm. the, um, all the tons of big big images of that. Of well, our stuff. speaking
4: of the movie, we did see the first look at our the new toys that are coming and Harry.
0: Then they're from Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't get it. He's got his his stag Patronus and. I know. But half a stack patronus. Yeah, and it looks like they it used what? it looks like they used an old model of a reindeer it, from a it, Christmas set. Thank
5: stack. you. That is exactly I, what I thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, here, we're not using these anymore. Stick 'em on stick 'em on Harry's Patronus. Harry and his friend Rudolph. You know? There we are.
5: <laughs> he are looks like Rudolph. Nose?
0: Or really would like yeah, Comet or go. something. But you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Pong. Like <laughs> you know. <But> he- <sighs> It's, it, it is, is. yeah. It looks sort of cheesy.
4: Oh, I, to say. I mean, he's got on that he's got that sweater that I, I mean that he's wearing in the new movie, I guess. But it's just I I don't know. I mean, it looks
0: well. Maybe maybe it's being foretold that he actually does produce a patronus in this oh. film at the oh, owls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe so.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, with Dudley.
0: Oh right, yeah, and in right. the DA. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, there's going to be a that's patronus. kind of a
2: big huge scene.
0: Yeah, but he's not wearing his uniform. That's why it threw me. Because in those in that thing, he's wearing his uniform. Yeah. You know. So just it's just <laughs> so, I'm someone just so has all made jarred.
2: So, someone has made some of the funniest avatars from that picture. One of them's the one. The one of them says, uh, "Draco, I don't care what the fanfics say. Get away from me." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> something cool. it's
2: awesome. hilarious. <laughs>
4: they are something.
2: <clears throat> oh, I love the fans. They crack awesome. me up. Awesome.
4: Well, there's one other thing. Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Arg I mean, Johnny Depp. <laughs> vast. They took off with the pirate the sa- The record of from the sales of the, of the Goblet of Fire beat the the I think the one day sale of. Well, maybe that
0: wouldn't be so if our DVDs were yeah. better. I think maybe that would be the case. You know. Aww. Please. P- no, I'm gonna that's say true. it. I'm gonna. I say think it. they're
2: on their way to making them better. I
0: hope. Well. so. I hope that's why they're pulling yeah. them
2: the phelps twins commentary was like the sign of the, the prophecy yeah. here
0: maybe it's just like maybe that's a test that was balloon. Just,
2: that, was, that was a test yeah. commentary yeah. that's yeah. fine see how it goes i will
0: be like the first one in
4: line to buy those with the commentaries and all the bloopers and all that the other behind the scenes stuff yeah i, I mean
0: it's what the fans have been <sighs> asking for for so long that we had to go and right. do it yes <laughs> you know what i mean like who the hell who the heck are we to make a commentary right. but, well we
2: were the catalyst
0: oh yeah sure <laughs> okay, John. Yeah. you call them up and or tell the them.
2: podcast Trio's done it. <laughs>
0: yeah, not, not quite. quite. <laughs> oh, no, we
2: have to. I'm
0: sure. I'm, I'm sure. But that's what I'm saying. is like for for fans have to have to resort to it to be the first mm-hmm. commentary. Like, come on, Warner Brothers. We're 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 asking for this here. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But I just I'm like come on. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Well, the other news item that yeah, I this love. To, to, this is yours. This is a good one. I I'll tell the tale of Sweeney Todd. Is something and is I forgot the words, but anyway, Alan Rickman oh, is is going to be in Sweeney Todd the movie as Judge Turpin, and I gotta say it's the only casting so far that I'm truly convinced of. Really, you don't think Mr. Depp will do well? Mm. I don't know. I think that he's cast because it's a Tim Burton right. film, and he Tim Burton uses Johnny Depp whenever possible. Oh,
2: I hate that and, so much! And, you know? I want to. They get married. His oh, gonna be the movie I love too. Johnny Depp. Those two. I think
0: he's gonna. Be, I mean, I love Johnny Depp. I think he's gonna be. I don't know if he can sing like that, like uh, that. Sweeney Todd sings, right. you know, right. with passion and fire, and you you need a fantastic voice right. for that. And I don't and I'm worried about the movie because Tim Burton is so over the top that he's going to make it something it's not, and it's already an over the top music. I just, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm concerned. But Helena Bonham Carter acting oh. Mrs. Lovett will be fantastic. I don't know about singing, but acting. He's, yeah.
2: They don't need the cast, these people who can sing in these singing movies. They had that, that one crazy guy that had never seen before in his life playing Phantom of the Darn Opera in that movie. Yeah. Not too long ago. So like, these movies, they go on, regardless of if these people who have had singing experience.
0: Well, here here's the, the Cliff Notes version, guys, for those of you who don't know the tale yes. of Sweeney Todd. Very, very briefly. Um, this judge seduces this woman, sends his her husband away for on a, crime he did, on a crime he didn't commit. The husband comes back in a murderous rage and starts killing all... He's a barber. He starts killing all his customers um, and turning them into meat pies. So, and then selling them to London. So... Yeah, happy go lucky, cool. fun movie.
2: And which who does Snape get to play? Judge the, the,
0: the gross, lecherous right. Judge Turpin. Ugh. <laughs> though with his with his subtle with his sotto oh, voce thing, okay. he does. Oh man, it's, it's gonna, gonna be gonna, awesome. <laughs> he's gonna be very good at it.
4: Yeah. I, I just but just the idea though. I mean, does he have any scenes with with Helena Bonham Carter?
0: Does the judge? Uh, not not really with Helena Bonham Carter. They might be present in the same area yeah. at some point. But um, he does have—he does obviously have scenes with, yeah. with Johnny Depp. And that's no.
4: Yeah. You know, those are two powerful actors, though. I mean, Mr. Depp is pretty good. I haven't
2: uh, even seen that what? pirate movie.
4: Are you kidding? Are you being serious, John? I'm—I'm I'm <sighs> not a big fan. Okay, <sighs> where's the rum gone? That was your cue to email I've John. this the swear, one. has the rum gone? I need a drink after that, John. I can't believe you haven't seen that movie. It's fabulous. Oh. Uh. And all the effects? Yeah. Come on, we'll watch it together. Okay. Well, anyway, yes. we're getting off the topic here.
2: Way <laughs> off the topic. It reminds me of the Pirates Ride. It's Disneyland. my favorite <laughs>
4: ride. I love that.
2: It's yo ho yo. They just randomly added Johnny. Depp I know. They're like, it's the new Pirates
0: Ride. What they did was add a couple of. Is at the end, of, right? Of yeah. Like- that look like yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: There's Johnny Depp hiding behind a barrel. Yeah, exactly. There's Johnny Depp hiding behind a sail. <laughs> There there is you can't have him interact too much because I would have to reprogram the other pirates yeah so yeah just keep him hiding behind things There's all right well one
4: other note I, oh, I'll so talk so about a one notes. book things yes it happened on Friday um <laughs> Scholastic the US publishers of the Harry Potter books had um they do like a readathon, and celebrate literacy and help promote it in schools. so they had a day where people read for like 33 and a half minutes to for 2007 and they had a poll and Haplet Prince was Voted top pick, read which I thought was fabulous. Surprise! Surprise!
3: Sweet, oh, I'm so
4: shocked. So I think it's neat though that <laughs> no, they I'm do happy. these readathons and and celebrate things like that, which mm-hmm. is as you know we all, Leaky, love the books, and so I thought that was really pretty cool. So
0: we should do we should do a couple of podcasts where it's all just reading the. books. I would love that. You know, actually, I would love to. Well.
2: That would be awesome. I'd love to yeah, get sued. Yeah, we don't get
4: sued, you know. Illegal <laughs> performances. I know. That's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. Uh,
2: but, <laughs> that would be the yeah. highlight of my year. But
4: you know what's interesting, though, is yeah. because when, you know, Julie had given me a copy, an audio copy of the Haplet Prince audiobook. And to hear it when someone reads it out loud like that is, is just a different experience to me when I'm reading it. And mm-hmm. I, I love books on tape, just. I, that's usually how I get through books anymore, and it's just fabulous. And I just think it's really cool. That'd it be fun if we could do that. If Joe wouldn't please yell at us, that we could read our favorite passages or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I actually started oh. that already. <laughs> Did you? I was I was thinking of maybe being able to do that one day. I'm actually halfway through the first book so far. I do I do excellent voices. My Hagrid is just dead on. Probably b- better than R- Robbie Coltrane. Let's hear it. you have to ask? Let's hear it. No, 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 you have to buy the book you when know, it comes out in a, few, in a few months.
0: Or years, okay. Buy my copies. Let's go on to the fan yeah. interview because this is going down a yes. dark path. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope Kelly can save the show.
0: Bring us Kimmy and Kelly.
6: No.
2: <laughs> Kelly and Kimmers, take it away, ladies.
5: In the fan corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week.
6: Not me. Not Hermione, you! Hello, and this is Kimberly Blair, and I am here with Kelly, otherwise known as Fox28, throughout the forum. She's one of our text chat mods. And we're here because Kelly is a teacher who has used Harry Potter in her classroom. And I was hoping perhaps she could discuss this a, a little bit with her and we could get some insight. Um, how are you doing
5: today, Kelly? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing?
6: I'm doing great. Now, um... Perhaps
5: you want to start off by talking about your first experience using Harry Potter in the classroom. Um, it was in the fall of 2003, and it was my student teaching experience. I had a group of eight boys who were in eighth and ninth grade. It was a self-contained special education classroom, and these boys had emotional and behavioral disabilities. Uh, I decided that I wanted to teach Harry Potter with them because I love it so much and I knew that they could relate well to Harry's life and the things that he went through. At the time, there were only the first two movies out and I wanted to use the third book, Prisoner of Azkaban, because I knew that they wouldn't be able to predict what was going to happen since the movie wasn't out at the time. Uh, I knew it would be hard to get them into the series because at the time many of them, you know, were I knew they were against Harry Potter and they knew that I liked it. So I tricked them into reading the book by telling them that the main character is an orphan who lives with his aunt, his uncle, and cousin. I told them that these people are mean to him, and that the main character excels in the sport that he likes to play. I also told them that in the story, there's an escape murder. And then I asked the question, will the main character and the convicted killer make close contact or will one of them die? And I actually had them write down their thoughts on it because I knew that if they had it written down, they couldn't later go back and say they, that they didn't like it. They all wrote down what I thought they would write down. They all wrote that it sounded fascinating, that there was a murder in it. They wondered what was going to happen. They, re- they liked the character because he, he was good at sports and they could relate to you know the family being mean to them. So then it came time for me to tell them what the book was that we were going to be reading. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I knew that how they would react and they did. They were completely shocked. And one of the boys even said, they call me Miss Kelly. One of the boys said, Miss Kelly, you tricked us. <laughs> so I gave them a little time. I gave them a little time for it to sink in that we were going to read Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And they, they were very annoyed, I think at first or upset, mm-hmm. but after I pointed out that they all just wrote down what they thought it was so interesting and they thought it would be a great story to read, then they decided, you know, to give it a chance because they knew that I, I, I really liked it. I wanted to, for them to feel like they were equal with me. So I wanted to start a book club like adults do. You know, we sit in a circle and we talk about what we read. Uh, I thought it would make them feel more comfortable. And so I gave it the name Miss Kelly's Club and that name stuck and they loved it and, You know, later on, they, they were asking, you know, can we sit, can we sit with Miss Kelly's club today? Can we have, can we have Miss Kelly's club? So it really caught on. It's cool. Now, um, what was one of your typical lessons like? Typically, uh, we would sit down together and we put our desks together and we would read, um, we would role play, act out the characters. And also there were times where we, because the book was so big, we had to read it Mm -hmm. independently. We also, um, we discussed it as well. And basically my lessons focused on characterization. For instance, we would compare Lupin and Snape as teachers and how their styles differ and, you know, whose class they prefer to be. And we also focused a lot on predictions because like I said, the movie wasn't out at the time. So mm-hmm. I was able to do that. Yeah, that's that's definitely key. We also talked about JK Rowling's writing style and how she used adjectives and adverbs. And we use that in our writing lessons as well, so that they would practice writing like she did uh you know and and that that was a good part to compare you know that is we're not only focused on our reading but also that writing plays a big part in reading as well. When we started out, I was the primary narrator, and I asked the students to act out the characters and At first, since they weren't really into the book, they didn't put any emotion into their reading. Mm-hmm. But soon I noticed after the first few lessons, they started to show the character's personality as they read. Uh And it's pretty funny because they actually even tried British accents now and then, um, which which was fun to to listen to them. Uh Another part that was interesting is that no one wanted to play Hermione because she was a girl. And since I had all boys, nobody wanted to, to be the girl actress. However, one day a boy, (laughs) one day a boy got really brave and so he volunteered. He actually did such a great job. He, he he had the voice he had her mannerisms down and the other boys actually respected him that's cool and after that day they wanted to see if they could beat him mm-hmm. um could they if they could be a better hermione than he mm-hmm. could so she became um our most popular character to play <laughs> <laughs> which uh, looking back on it is so funny now because nobody wanted to be her at first yeah that's funny also we We had to read some parts independently, like I said before, because the book is so big and we can't just sit there and read the whole thing out loud. So I would ask them specific questions just to make sure that they were really reading it. We also had a few good conversations on more thought-provoking questions. One example would be, what do you think of the way that Malfoy treats Harry? And that always caused a lot of great debate in our class. (laughs) at times I would ask them to challenge me Mm -hmm. to me. And this was the type of questions that really got them to read and look at specific events that happened in the book. I would ask them if they could stump me. If they could come up with a question, they would have to ask me. And if I didn't know the answer to it, you know, then they would win. But they never did stump me. But they tried. (laughs) They really tried. Yeah, it's really good to see that because there's so many
6: students who, you know, don't like to go home and read independently, but it's nice to see that you were really able to get them to really want to read on their own. And it seems like as they read more and more, they get more interested in the story, which I think is really neat in the questions you're able to ask, kind of get them to create a discussion about that.
5: Yeah, and it really motivated them. And they started getting excited over the period that I had with them. My last lesson that I had with them, I was only there for a semester. So we only were able to read up to chapter 11. So for my last lesson, I asked them to write, if they were J.K. Rowling, if they could write chapter 12 of the book since they hadn't read it yet. And they hated to write. I could barely get three sentences from them at, at all. They just, I mean, they could do it, but they just didn't want to. They did, they didn't like it. was hard for them. So I, I didn't think the lesson, my last lesson was going to go well at all. I didn't have any high expectations going into it. I asked them to write a page handwritten of what they predicted chapter 12 was going to be like. And during the lesson, I was very surprised. They all sat there completely silent. Nobody talked to each other. They were so focused on their work. And that wasn't even the best part. When they were finished writing, they all exceeded the minimum requirement. Wow. Most of them actually wrote two to three pages handwritten when I had just asked for one. Mm -hmm. And I was looking back over them the other day and I saw that one student actually wrote a page and a half that was typed single spaced. Wow. Nice job. Which he really got into it and wanted to type it out for me, which it would turn out to be a really great story. So at this moment, I I was like grinning from ear to ear. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't believe how well it had gone over. And then I decided that I was going to ask them to share their title. However, they, they actually, um, insisted that we sit together. Cause at this point, they were all writing at their individual desks. Mm-hmm. They, all eight of them insisted that we sit together one final time in Miss Kelly's club to share their stories. They wanted uh-huh. to read their whole story to each other. Oh, that's so cute. So I was worried because the lesson was going so unbelievably well that I was worried that it, you know, if we share each other's stories that they might laugh at each other or, mm-hmm. you know, say that was stupid. Why did you do that? And I, I didn't want to ruin the lesson, but they kept insisting. So I how can you resist that when they work so hard on their writing? No, totally. So I decided to uh, take some precautions and we talked about how to critique each other's work and how to be respectful. Uh Also, I was, I didn't have high expectations for this part either. Cause I, you know, I, I was nervous as their teacher, how it would go. But once again, they surprised me. They were so unbelievably kind to each other. Some of them even made connections to Joe's writing. Um, one example was a student said to another student, that sounds like how J.K. Rowling would write it. Wow. Which, I mean, it, it, that's such a big connection for them to take what they read, what she wrote, and connect it to that student's writing. And I'm sure it made that student feel really good as well. Yeah,
6: that sounds really great.
5: Um so at this point we're sitting in our club and they're reading their stories out loud to each other and they're they're complimenting each other. I had tears in my eyes. Aww. I had tears in my eyes. I, that was probably it's probably still the best moment of my teaching career. It was just I had my the right tears places. in my eyes just listening. Come on. <laughs> I did and I was trying so hard because there here's these big 8th and ninth grade boys and I'm trying so hard not to cry but I was so proud of them because I remember where they first came from where they didn't want to read the book and you know they just went through the motions just because they had to do it and then I thought of how into it they got how they role play the characters how they wanted to play Hermione <laughs> and how they also they, they hated to write and I said before they I could barely get three sentences for all of them to write as much as they did but I mean it was it was a dream come true for a teacher it was one of those moments that I'll never forget it was one of my favorite moments that that's great but that I'll take you with me forever
6: now you mentioned that you had to leave um, during the 11th chapter at the end of the 11th chapter um, did you ever were you able to come back and talk to them
5: about it to kind of finish the book with them yeah at the time I was disappointed I knew we would to be able to finish the whole book But my supervising teacher, he actually invited me to come back, you know, in my spare time to, to finish the book. And I agreed, um, partly because I wanted to finish it, but also because the movie was coming out in June. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be a nice experience if all of us went to, to see the movie together. Because it's a great accomplishment to read a, a, to read a book that size. And I thought that, you know, that would be a nice treat to see the movie afterwards. And once again, we went to see the movie, and I was quite surprised by how they reacted to it. I thought that they would really enjoy the movie and, um, you know, be so excited, and, and they were. They did enjoy the movie. However, after we watched the movie, we came back to the classroom, and we had a discussion about, you know, if the book is better than the movie, what they thought. And all eight of them actually said that the book was better than the movie. Wow. That's cool. All of them, they said, um, they, and I asked them why, and you know, we had a nice discussion. They said that they were disappointed that some of the scenes mm-hmm. were in it. I had always talked about the scene, um, with Trelawney at Christmas dinner with the 13 sitting down at the uh-huh. table. I told them that was probably one of my favorite scenes, and so they were expecting that in the movie, as I was, too, and they were disappointed that that part wasn't in it, as well as some other parts. They also said, which I found interesting, is that you couldn't always tell Harry's thoughts in the movies. They said they enjoyed reading and knowing what he was thinking, mm-hmm. but the movie doesn't always express mm-hmm. that. And uh, That's such a great connection, such a, such a deep connection for them to make at that age, and for them to realize that, you know, books books are fascinating and sometimes you can't always get that out of the movie. And so once again, I was in teacher heaven. Oh, that's so great. Well, that's a really great story. And thank you very much for sharing
6: it with us. Thank you. Okay. So um, thank you very much for doing this interview and hope to see you around the lounge. Okay. Thank you very much. Kimmy. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
3: And now it's time for Canon Conundrums. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon.
2: Who could possibly figure that out? And we're back with Canon Conundrums. 67. Yeah. So we got some friends with us.
4: I know. But we're missing one, but we have somebody. We're well, uh, missing.
2: Uh, Melissa want to take uh, the cat for a walk, didn't she? Dollish. Yes. <laughs> sure. Dollish demands walks. Yeah. And he's very demanding.
4: Muchka! 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 Just call it dollars. <gasps> but there's another female voice here joining yeah. us tonight. Oh, no.
2: Who's that?
4: And Melissa's there?
2: trusty steed is good old Doris.
4: Hey, yeah, hi, Doris. everybody. Hey, Sue. <laughs> hey, John
2: And good old guru. Hey.
4: And Jason's here. Hello, Jason. Um, yeah. Hello. Yay.
2: Well, Jason, considering today you are um, standing in for the Ark, for the Ark's trusty steed um let's uh let's give a little rundown of today's conundrum
3: okay uh well i don't even know if i can do this right i think what we want to talk about is the department of mysteries and will it figure into book seven and what's it all about and
2: most (laughs) specifically that room that locked room that room the magical room that melts uh pocket knives (laughs) that's its power Yeah, pretty melt weapons. And that's a
3: power that Lord Voldemort doesn't have.
2: (laughs) Voldemort does not have the power to melt weapons.
3: Apparently.
1: Uh, Obviously not. He's
2: working on it, though. (laughs) But Harry has it a lot. Harry can melt any weapon. Brilliant. But um, other than melting weapons, I think something else this room can do, has something to do with that power that Harry will use in the end to defeat Mm -hmm. Mr. Voldemort. What would that mm-hmm. power be? The power
1: of love. love. That's right.
2: Oh, love, baby. Love. Love.
1: All we need is love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the conundrum today is related to, well, there's lots of things that make this a possible conundrum. And I think uh, Sue did some sleuthing around and found a quote from Joe.
4: Yeah, uh, Joe was asked when Melissa and Emerson went to Edinburgh and asked specifically about that room. And and first it started out with that mysterious veil that we just still have a lot of questions about that's also in the Ministry of Magic. And Joe answered that veil's been there as long as the Ministry has been there. And the Ministry of Magic has been there, but not as long as Hogwarts, but a long time. We're talking hundreds of years. It's not particularly important to know exactly when, but centuries definitely. Melissa then asked, was it used as an execution chamber or just studying? No, it's just studying, answered Joe. The Department of Mysteries is all about studying. They study the mind, the universe, death. Melissa, are we going back to that room, that locked room? JKR, no comment. Which means we're going. (laughs) Okay, now, so if we... Presuming that it means yes, we are going back into the room. <laughs> yeah, how we are. on earth? What kind of scenario is going to take Harry there to begin with? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be some sort of battle leading us into the Ministry itself?
2: Yeah. See, it's it's, it's as much of the why as it is the how. I mean, why mm-hmm. go back to somewhere that was such a pivotal thing happened? in one of the other books.
1: You know, I think I think that's tied a lot to the quote where Dumbledore explains to him that that room has mm-hmm. a force. In, uh, it's a, yeah. He says it's a contains a force that is at once more wonderful and more terrible than death than human intelligence than the forces of nature. It's the most mysterious of many subjects for the study that reside there. So I think that Harry is going to know that he has to get him back there somehow or other. And I think... Voldemort's going to want to go back there to get something, the proph- another prophecy, another, you know, whatever. And Harry's going to get mm. him back there. Maybe just the veil. Who knows? My f-
2: thinking is that as much as I thought it would be awesome to have, like, the final battle, maybe partially, in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that maybe Harry will finish off Voldemort with- through the same veil that Sirius fell. I-, I think maybe that we'll come back here probably earlier on in the book maybe midway through the book when someone takes Harry there when they discover that he can actually somehow train in this room. Um, I
1: wonder if he'll go in there. You know, I thought, I thought about this a little bit and I, I picture like him going inside the room and, and learning something about how to sort of harness the power or maybe learning how to, I don't know, learning maybe secrets about love or, or Mm -hmm. that he could go back and, and, Use maybe against Voldemort or or even just to convince him that somebody at some point has loved him. I don't know.
4: So if this door is locked and you're saying go there and be trained, doesn't somebody have a key? And who are the gate? Oh,
2: the no. Key? You just have to speak, yeah. friend, and enter.
4: <laughs> yeah, no.
3: wait a minute. I've yeah. heard that before.
4: See, because I was kind of wondering, you know, we're talking about the past and stuff. I mean, what if James and Lily were not ours or ours, but mm-hmm.
3: um, Unspeak- were
4: unspeakables. Thank you, Jason. Do we that's know that or exactly not?
3: I mean so, according so- to Vernon, he was unemployed or didn't work or something.
4: Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true. all we've
3: really heard. So
4: what if what they did had something to do with this room and then that's how Harry I don't know. I mean it just hmm. seems to me if this this is so locked nobody can get into that room.
2: Well, oh, Harry, Harry could find a key in, like in his inheritance or something when he comes yeah. of age, Ooh. and he exactly. gets more of his inheritance because he's of age when he's seventeen. Under the squeaky floor or uh, stair, <laughs> never mind. Or yeah, he'd find it in <laughs> remains of Godric's Hollow, where he mm. most yeah, likely exactly. would be well, Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. what do you the mirror imagine of Arison, like,
3: it. is in this room? It, I mean, the way Dumbledore says it, it's so it seems so mysterious, for lack of a better word. I mean. The power held within that room is it sounds like i mean is it sort of like has to be contained somehow because it can get out or is it just that this room is like the best room for studying Mm -hmm. it or is there something magical about the room itself that like helps you see you know if it is love like what you know how do you go in there and use it like is it something tangible or what is is the
2: tangible form of love that's very good question or is it
3: something that harry can go in and sort of you know, can <laughs> like experience, you know, I don't know, like he can kind of learn something in that room and it's like, will it impart him knowledge or will it give him, you know, some kind of weapon?
2: What if somehow when you walk in there, all of the people and the things that you love in your own life appear in some form? Oh,
1: that
2: like, would be like cool. A, maybe like a, maybe I don't know, like a ghost kind of, kind of thing, somehow. but mm-hmm. like they can just appear. I don't know what that would accomplish. I don't know what that would do necessarily, but...
4: Well, like, you mean how they did when they had that, like, a uh, Priori Incantatum or whatever and they had that golden shield yeah. and all Yeah, yeah. The things came out? So what if they were in there and they helped mm. him defeat Voldemort? Like, right. say that they were, like... Because the- Voldy yeah.
3: wouldn't have any allies. Cause
4: no, he wouldn't, would he? He
3: wouldn't have any loved ones or whatever.
2: I mean, I don't know if that means they could leave that room or not, yeah. or if they were mm-hmm. just able to impart something on him. Yeah,
1: if they could just give him some wisdom, you know, the wisdom that he needs...
2: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. because D- Dumbledore certainly left a lot of training to uh, for Harry to to still need. Yeah, to yeah. To learn how to uh, control these powers or even use these powers. And what's the deal with the? Is it true that like,
3: I mean, the room is locked. Is it something that nobody's been able to get in? I can't remember. You have to figure. Yeah.
2: Someone's got a key. If you if yeah. you run a a, yes. a ministry a government, <laughs> you're probably <laughs> going to have one guy in there. You know, maybe Haggard yeah. has the key because. He's, He's the, keeper, you know, of the, the keys. keeper of the keys and all. You could maybe the maybe the ministry's Hagrid has the key. <laughs> yeah, right. There's another Hagrid out there. <laughs> he wears. Oh he wears no. <laughs> and, and, his Two clothes are a different Hagrid. color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He's got blonde hair and beard. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I get the idea that like the Department
3: of Mysteries was almost like built around. I mean, the way she says the veil has been there as long as the Ministry has, like you know it kind of you get this idea like there are these mysterious things that kind of existed and they built this whole complex around it like we can't we don't know what to do with this yeah. veil and this love room and this other stuff so let's just build a room around them yeah. to study them I don't know.
2: I think that makes good sense for the veil but I can't imagine two of the most powerful things on yeah. earth being happen to be in the same spot Unless somebody else to build a there. room around yeah. Yeah.
3: but yeah that's true
4: well, but okay. So, say he gets this. I mean, this force is so great. I keep going back to that quote that you were talking about, Doris, when from *Goblet of Fire*. You know, that power that took you to save Sirius. The power that Voldemort cannot bear to. Yeah, it, it says know, the power, power
1: saved body. you from possession uh, by Voldemort. So he, you know, yeah. he doesn't even want to be around it.
3: There's probably no, little chance that Voldemort would think to somehow use it himself because he probably.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't if he right. wouldn't want to be around. Yeah, okay, this is kind of interesting. What if Harry were to somehow or other just to get that force around him, not so much to use it against him, but if Voldemort doesn't want to be in him because that force is in him, yeah. then if that force is kind of around him, like the people that love him are surrounding him, Voldemort wouldn't even want to be around it. You know, I mean, maybe that's all he has to learn in there is that he can't. Dumbledore said it. You know, he needs. His, he needs the trio. I mean, all three of them have to be together. Maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of part of it. Maybe that love that they have for each other, that, you know, willingness to die for each other is something See, that yeah. he can't, he can't defeat.
4: You know, what I've always thought, and this was, was a weird thing I was, I had thought, talked about the other day, just my friends or my blog. It was, it, I was thinking about that scene that, um, what made me mad about Voldemort is that he <laughs> took, when he did the thing about, that makes me mad. Frank, It does, about Frank and Alice Longbottom, that he denied Neville that chance to grow up with a parent, to have Mm -hmm. family holidays, to know what it is to, like, hug his mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, you know, now at holiday time and we're watching, like, one of my favorite movies is that It's a Wonderful Life, you know? And it kind of reminds me of that pensive thing. And so what if Voldemort goes into this room and sees all this love that he's never had? Mm -hmm. You know, because I just thought that would be the perfect way to show— like George Bailey did, you know, went through it and saw what he could have had, that Voldemort could have realized, be, felt this power of love that he could have had, and he never I don't know. Just, it just I'm, makes me mad.
2: Yeah, you really got that something there, too. And I'm thinking, I mean, my whole theory about how he's going to eventually do this is it's going to be more of a battle of minds and mm-hmm. things across the Scarlink than any uh-huh. physical force. And I think Harry's going to learn how to project feelings of love through that scar link the way voldemort had been projecting the opposite feelings to his entire life and you know he probably will feel all of those things just talked about in like a matter of a matter of instance and it's going to be so overwhelming all of those feelings that pushed into his mind through that scar link that that would be enough to kill him because it's coming across in such large quantities, wow. and all the feelings that he had never felt, yeah. all at once from Harry. So, are and, you saying and Harry knowing that he'll never feel them?
1: Are you saying uh-huh. that Harry has to feel? Oh, okay. I think you just clarified. Does Harry have to feel it for Voldemort, or does Harry feel that love for everyone else and and just exchange it with him, or just give it to him?
2: I think it's oh, be uh, yeah. I don't know if it's, he's going to be necessarily giving it to him, and I don't think he even has to have compassion for Dump- Voldemort. But I think he will, and I think all of that combined, all of I mean, Harry will figure out. You know, the way to use this most effectively is to concentrate it in his most potent form and to send that over the, over the scar link. One other point, though. Is that I, the book deals a lot in opposites, and um, there's a lot of opposites to every force and every everything in, the, in his books. And one thing we learned recently, or not, I guess, too recently, but these unforgettable curses, yeah. is you have to mean them for them to work. Uh-huh. You have to really want to do the spell you're doing. And I think there very well could be an opposite to that, an opposite way to power a spell is you have to really feel the opposite of hatred. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to have those f- feelings of love in order to boost up these spells. Or maybe there's even special spells we don't even know about yet, which yeah, is possible. Cool. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. And maybe he can learn all about about that power in this room. Maybe it's a power that not many people know about or know how to use.
4: Hmm. Do you ever think that something will come to a point that you were talking about the trio that... Harry will come to a point and he won't want to love. He will be so broken hearted that something will happen to, you know, God forbid to say Hermione or or Ron and and he become or Ginny. And and he Harry will be so devastated at that point that he won't need it won't be able to to find that love within him. And he'll have to go to this room to. Like you said, to recharge or something. Yeah, well, know.
1: you know what I've thought of is yeah. it's, it's almost kind of something similar is not that he doesn't he's not able to love, but he doesn't want people to love him because yeah. he wants mm. them to be safe because he kind of did that at the end. He, he yeah, broke it off with Jenny way. and he said, you know, I've, I've got to do this. He's going to be after me. And, you know, he, he left her to protect her. So I don't know. I, I mean, he's kind of. I could see him doing more of that. I can't imagine him not loving though, because that's that's his thing. Yeah. That's what he has. That's his that's his gift.
2: I don't know. I mean, he may have doubt for a while, yeah. but I, you know, I, I don't think it would last more than a few chapters or something. Because really, yeah. there's only one book, and he has to have this whole big arc of discovering right. this love, and he's got to get back with Jenny. I mean, it's just like <laughs> at the end of end of the last book. Dumb- like, what was it? Professor McGonagall was like, "Oh, Dumbledore." would he would love nothing more than seeing this display of you know this love with lupin and tonks and mm-hmm. talking about how that's that is how things should be and it's kind of preluding to the relationships in harry's life the, his friends with the trio and getting with Ginny and everything it's like as much love as he can surround himself with he's m- more strong
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, love is certainly a power, you know, it's a force, it's people have gone to war over it, you know. Fortunes have been won and lost. Lives have been destroyed and, and you know, gained in, in some sense because of love. So, I mean, look at the yeah. force that it is. So yeah. Wow, that's so, you know, I know, it's so deep. You're, you're like, wow, yeah, you're no, right. No, no. You know? It's like, yeah. how do
3: we come
2: down from that?
1: Like, whoa, lo- yeah. love conquers all. Ooh. It, it
3: does. It's,
2: it's going to end up being the Ooh, theme love. of our whole series that we're probably yeah. going to discover here in this last book. Everything comes down to it. Every action and motivation from these good characters. Was rooted in it, and every hmm. every time we see some powerful magic on the part of these good guys, it's been rooted in love all the way back to the sacrifice of Lily with exactly. Harry. Yeah, right. I mean something Old powerful magic. enough to deflect the killing curse. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. got to be rooted in the, maybe the oldest, most powerful magic. Yeah, that they yeah. keep locked up in our room because the no magic one of a mother's huh. You think they're? I mean, why is it?
3: Locked in there like that. I mean, are they afraid of it? Are they, can it get away? People. Like, are they trying to contain it? You know, or is it trying to protect it from Probably protect. people who would misuse it?
1: Maybe they know? just lock it up to keep it there so they can study it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's well, what they're supposed to be doing down there, studying things. Yeah.
3: Like, I just don't like, get it. Like, it, I can't imagine what is actually Why would you inside lock love up? Yeah. Like, yeah. how do yeah, you, how exactly. do you take, you know, I mean, if it, you know, maybe Dumbledore is kind of speaking in his, you know kind of mysterious way like you said yeah how do you lock love up it's not just like yeah. the love the the emotion or the feeling or the concept or the idea that's in that room is it like there's got to be something yeah, there, that,
1: there has to be more to it like he yeah yeah, some something. I don't know what something. Yeah. I don't know because you know
4: sometimes I I'm such a big Hufflepuff. We all know this. <laughs> it's, this
1: emotional. Thing. Are you really? I never knew that. My <laughs>
4: gosh, shocking! But you know how you like. I tell my friends all the time, I love them. But sometimes saying I love you is the hardest thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. And 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 maybe that's why they were trying to uh, you know like you said lock it up to contain just to study it to understand why it is how we can feel so much of it at the same time we can be so afraid of it.
1: Maybe it has something to do with the magical spell of love, like the the old magic that has been alluded to, and the you know the yeah. old magic that Lily left, you know, yeah. in his in Harry. And maybe it has something to do with that magic, and not necessarily love itself, but love definitely has something to do with it. I
2: mean, you think it's possible that maybe what's in there is the extent of the research they have thus far about that power. More than the actual power itself?
3: Yeah, maybe.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, for a while, I thought that the melting of that key was because there's some kind of energy so strong on the other side of the door. But maybe it was just as simple as that's just kind of the security measure that yeah. had on the door. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. It's very, very tricksy. And I'm not sure if we <laughs> solved anything <laughs> in our. I don't think so. We did. I don't know. It's a burning thing. Well, I think we can definitely. Solve the conundrum of if they will be returning to this room, just based off of Joe's comment. Yes, her her no comment. You mean her (laughs) no no comment? comment speaks volumes in itself. Yes, it does. But uh, I guess final thoughts and predictions.
1: Well, you know, I think that they're definitely going back there, but exactly what's going to happen there, I I don't know. But I know it's going. I I think it'll be pivotal. Well, I'm going to stick with my George Bailey kind of combination thing
4: that they're definitely going back there and i think it will be used as a you know not melting melt voldemort but it'll be used as a a way for harry and voldemort to both see what they had and what they could have had
2: Mm. you You think of harry will bring voldemort there or just harry will go there
4: Uh, okay i think voldemort will go there too
3: i'm with you now I think this is like the fifth place, I think, that the final confrontation will be. <laughs> like, I know. Every, yeah. like, I keep changing my mind, but like <laughs> it just know. seems so perfect to me all of a sudden that yeah. you know there might be some battle raging elsewhere, but Harry and Voldemort will be facing each other in this place where Harry for once finally has the advantage and Voldemort's downfall.
2: Well, my final thought, I suppose, is that um, some uh, wise... Person, possibly from the Order, maybe an old friend of Dumbledore, someone who's basically going to be taking over for walking. not walking Harry through, but guiding him through this last. It could be Dolish. Dolish could come up. Let's let's say Dolish does this. Dolish will take Harry to <laughs> into the Love Room because he has I love the keys. You, John. He he is good friends he with the, the Haggard of the Ministry. <laughs> right. the big the big blonde half a giant. Yeah. <laughs> and um. For real, he'll come back into this room and he will learn about this power that he has and learn how to control it and to concentrate it. And he will use this love power through his curse link, scar link with Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And um, that he will knock him out that way. Oh, well, this is a fun topic. Yeah. We have, yeah can we think of any topics possibly for next week?
4: Peter Pettigrew, my friend. Yeah. It's a giant thing we have not tackled.
2: Yes. Well, we will be um, checking the voicemails now. Again, it's been a while, but uh, send in your voicemail if you think you have a thought on Peter Pettigrew or any other voicemails, for that matter, to the regular spot. Information's on podcast.com. And uh, we'll push it on through the next part here, boys and girls. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Doris.
1: Oh, thanks Doris. Thanks, Jason. Doris
2: and the Yeah. Catch you later. See you guys. Bye.
0: All right. Podcast sixty-seven went by in a blink. Woo! It's like Santa.
4: <gasps> Wink. Oh,
2: show. Did you
0: fill
4: out your list? Did you write Santa yet, John? Have you written for your wish list? What you want for? From-
2: My wish list. Uh huh. I'm working oh. on it. Huh. There's just
0: like your wish list on thecauldronshop.com.
2: There's just so much on that thing on that cauldron shop to wish for. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they are no longer selling my life-sized Dobby, which is heartbreaking i know i know and it was it Did was a hundred dollars for a while i know for a while you could buy it for just a undie. it's no. crazy
0: i know we gotta look for it for you on ebay
2: um what the things i wouldn't do with a life-sized Dobby?
0: <laughs> i i shudder let's not elaborate yeah i okay. shudder to
2: think john oh my
0: god <laughs> hey
2: Here's hey guys
0: thought. Christmas and the holidays are coming, so we are going to be doing filk shows, your Christmas songs. I love to filk be Harry shows. Harry potter Yay! <gasps> Me too, and they've gotten so so much better mm-hmm. and better over this year that I can't wait to see what comes in. The deadline for that will be December 18th. Ooh, get it in. Come on, people. The two shows. Can't yeah, wait. The two shows after that and will be filky.
2: Sing your songs. Do them about Christmas or a Hanukkah or the Kwanzaa mm-hmm. or anything you want to sing about?
0: Yeah, festive. Well, that's in a holiday Re- thing.
2: related to the holiday season. Right. Don't, yeah. don't sing about you know ham. Ham? So Though actually, in in Puerto Rico, they sing about ham and pork around Christmas time. Oh my
4: god, do they really? Do we have, Why? If, we have any,
2: if we have any Puerto Rican listeners, please? Um, send in one of your Puerto Rican Christmas songs and let, prove to these girls what I'm talking about.
0: Really, that's interesting. I, we, we don't, yeah. we don't not believe you, John. We believe you.
2: Maybe I'll actually learn a Puerto Rican Christmas song by the time I come onto the show next.
4: I have a, I have a Are question. I have a question though about Christmas foods. What is figgy pudding? You no, know, bring us a figgy pudding. Oh, I want to oh. know. I don't
2: know. I think What's it's up, a feline tasting uh, pudding dessert.
0: Ew, John. Sick. I don't want to think gross. that. No. <laughs> you're disgusting. <laughs> Bring us a Well, anyway, this by December eighteenth, you can take a holiday tune and have the words be nothing about the holidays and all about Harry. That's fine. Just well, do something holidayish. Yeah.
2: Hmm? Don't don't just call in and sing us like Jingle Bells and that change. the word. People a have done word. it.
0: People have done it.
2: Really? That's awesome. (laughs) And what was our rule from last year about uh, what one song they were not allowed to do?
0: 12 Days of Christmas. Yes, do not
2: do that. We will not Because it's so
0: long. Though we aired about two of them last year. (laughs) Well,
2: Well, this year we will not. Well, last year they they did them on on Chipmunk Speed. uh, Yeah, you go ahead and email and be like, I spent 12 hours on this. An hour for every day of Christmas? It'll be like that's twelve hours wasted. We're not airing it. We are not <laughs> oh. putting it on the show.
0: I would like somebody to do a filk of "Merry Christmas, Baby." Yeah. I love that song. Oh. Merry Christmas, baby. Yeah. It's very hip.
2: Never even heard really? of it.
0: Jazz. It's so. John, Baby King does it. It's a, it's a jazzy Christmas song. It's awesome.
4: Oh. I've been getting it
2: Pro- that'll be easy to find that karaoke I've been getting style.
4: into Christmas music and my friend Alex has a great one from the Ramus Loop and says a new Christmas song out uh,
0: oh speaking mm-hmm. of Christmas and Harry Potter rockers I think I am going tomorrow to the U-Ball in Boston yeah. tomorrow uh, meaning it's Saturday now and, yeah, so I'm, I just decided, what the heck, I'm going to go. I don't know how this is going to work. I'm going to take a three-hour train ride home early Monday morning to go to it. So I'll bring back interviews and pictures and videos and all that all that
2: fun stuff. Do you need a date for that? It's the Yule I, Ball.
0: Well, I'll get a date. Oh. I'll, I'll makes
2: I, don't know. A I will i do Make a news post.
0: That <laughs> I have a date?
2: John. No, it, makes a news post.
0: it is pretty newsworthy, I have to you say. Wanna go,
2: you want to go to the Yule Ball with Melissa? No. No. email andrew <laughs> at staff.modelcast.com
0: no. no no I'll be I'll probably yeah. be going stack but that's cool um yeah.
2: we're going Rudolph Patronus
0: Rudolph <laughs> Patronus <laughs> the Rudolph Patronus take that picture guys I have a little challenge take that picture Ooh. and dress him up as a reindeer there the you go the of, picture of Harry with the with the, <laughs> with the Rudolph Patronus coming out and dress him up and then you can make Harry Santa and make the whole the whole picture complete
2: and then make and then make a picture of Ron, looking like Yukon Cornelius.
0: Yukon, oh, oh, from Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer.
4: I love that, and the Island uh, of Misfit okay. Toys. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We are just. Who doesn't love mis- Yukon Cornelius? I don't know my name, a, but I know I the show. Herbie dentist. the Dentist. I love Herbie.
0: Oh, Herbie! You talked about Herbie last year on Christmas time. Really? I love him.
4: Yeah, it's you a did. classic it's a
0: green you're recycling a, jokes awesome. Bumble the Yeti or whatever he is da, da. and then we have New Year da, 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 da. okay anyway guys anyway
2: they just remastered that for HD somehow that's a trick what what the, Ru- the Rudolph movie I
4: love that movie oh
0: wow I have that I like that silver and gold I have that soundtrack Oh. So. Well, we are taking a little bit of a break from our fan challenge for a while for our blog challenge. So that will come back after the after the we go into 2007. But you guys have still been been giving us great little shout outs on MySpace, and so we wanted to give you the same back. So well, Sue, we as you start off this, we week? got
2: well, big thank yous from MySpace recently because of how many people we've been sending to our profile page. Uh, My, MySpace's stats have just been doing very well, so we got a big thank you from that Tom guy.
0: Yeah, Tom likes that. us a
2: lot. Cool. Okay. I was happy to receive that.
0: Well, Sue, why don't you why don't you get okay. it going? Never mind. This is when you you comment that you've put us in your top friends list, or you send us right. a message that you've put us right. in your top friends on MySpace. You get a shout right. out. Right, and we've heard from the yes. Salem Witches, Val,
4: Kara, So Dolish, Great Lady Ravenclaw, Jedi Forever. <laughs> 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 Kaylee, Shaw, London, Neville and I, aw, Kelly and Heath Miller.
0: Okay, we also heard from Lorenzo, Lucy and the PCBF okay. staff, Lirin, Looney Old Fan, Charlotte, Emily, Lisa, Bryce, Hair, uh, all right, Mr. T. What, are you, talking what are you talking about? about? You. <sighs> that's His actually name. the guy from different strokes, oh. isn't it? That's not what Mr. Oh. T does. He goes like, oh, That's, right. Pedipu. that's Pedipu. right, he's got all this chain. Okay, so sorry, air and Zeru. Caitlin, Carrie Blueberry, David, Maya Ray, Helen. Carrie Amanda Sherry Andy and I read it in Hogwarts a history and Michael I know Michael sent me one too hi Michael Yes, oh, so he's okay. on there Cool. Look how I love it. <laughs> our, My, our MySpace is at MySpace.com slash pottercast. There are links there for you to go to the page where you can get your own uh, your own layout stuff and your own Flash players to put on your own mm-hmm. site of Pottercast. And, uh, and yeah. yeah,
4: and we all have our own pages too. And we have John's musical background today and fabulous
2: MySpace.
0: Yeah, because we stopped him from saying yeah. any of the names.
2: <laughs> what happened
0: after last week's catastrophe?
2: Yes, I'm grounded. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm allowed to do is sing the hamster dance song in the background.
0: Oh the hamster dance. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Alright guys, well I think it's time. Just go. You're wasting
3: time.
2: Is that the end, is it? Just go, you're wasting time. I think I might have heard Thanks. it all the way from editing land.
0: Yeah. All the way from editing land. Well, let's put the editors out of their misery. Fizz. We'll see you next week for the last the last real podcast before we go on filk, Filky Holiday. Well, no, what, what are you uh, talking
2: about? We're going to be there every week recording the Filk shows.
0: I know, it's the, it'll still be a real podcast, but it's right. the yes. last regular podcast before the Filk shows.
2: Actually, um, we're going to hire we... in some some stand ins for us. They'll sound a little bit like us, <laughs> and you probably wouldn't be able to tell a difference had I not. Way told to go, you John.
0: Ruin the illusion.
2: Blow uh, <laughs> it. Hope...
0: Nice, John. Nice. We'll, we'll, we'll edit well, that here's... part out.
2: We'll edit this out.
0: Here's another challenge for you, Filkers. Have some of your songs be the New Year's songs, like the All Line Sign and that kind That's of thing. That's great. And oh, yeah. Second, the second week. Because that'll be New Year's. That'll be New Fun. Year's Eve, actually. You know. Do,
2: do one to that song so, and like be, have it be like the Potter Year on Review
0: yeah that would be great okay, thank you I would appreciate that do it
4: you know I'd actually thought about doing like a song version <laughs> of I'm that suited, sing it sing suited, it sing suited. it a lot of news a lot of news this year and here we go if you can stand it in your ears yeah, and there's books I don't know is that a new year? A song
0: <laughs> so you should do it all in super speed we should I'm have the new news for the last week to speak the entire <laughs> year and then we speed it up so it's Sue has a chipmunk Oh man doing the If they thought my squeam Was bad before yeah. Wait till
4: they hear me On like you know On helium doing squeam thing. <laughs> oh man
0: Do you know that I, I met up with Alex Of the Remus Lupins And he said And he was wearing A Hufflepuff outfit At some event He told me And somebody walked up to him And said Squee And he was like no And he's like I'm, she's like I'm sorry I love Sue. Oh, really <laughs> well,
2: That's awesome so, Yeah
0: so you don't understand. You you are now the official, like, Harry Potter you Hufflepuff. What? It's oh, all over the place.
2: Oh, and about time to. You are the most famous Hufflepuff in the world, you know what? I do believe. Someone
4: needs to give Fantastic. us a voice because Hufflepuffs, baby, are the salt of it. We have
2: backbone. <laughs> because there were no voices before. Or they get killed. No, we're no they get killed Hufflepuff. by Voldemort,
0: that's why. <laughs> The
4: school of
2: <laughs> mutes. I know. Yeah, we, we <laughs> have a martyr. Cuz we're now. so good we're,
0: we're so mutes. easily That's picked it. off.
2: Okay. Got to be strong. <laughs> Before yes, she yes.
0: gets all Cedric, can we get out of here?
2: Oh, dios mios. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sounds like a plan. See Goodbye. you next week.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye my lovelies.
2: We've missed it.
6: Bobby is free.
2: I confess myself disappointed. Now If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great,
1: Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun.